0: Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Welcome. Here we are. First live stream for River Edge Church. But it's not just us. We are online to pretty well the whole world at the moment. So I'm just going to say welcome to those in Robbenvale, in Euston, in Kerrang, around Mildura, in the Polynesian, Fijian and Tongan churches, and um, Oyun, and anyone else. And also... Most importantly, welcome to River Edge Church in Mildura. Um, 1 Timothy 2, 1-2 says this, I urge you then, first of all, so first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. So let's just open up by praying for our nation at the moment and the rest of the world as well. Father God, Father in heaven, I just thank you that you are above everything, you are over everything, and you are in charge of everything. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love for mankind, so much so that you sent your son Jesus. Father, at this time, I thank you for your Holy Spirit that you've poured out on all of creation. Holy Spirit, we just ask you right now that you would bring peace into our homes. Peace into our families. Peace into our existence. Father, have your way. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth, in the earth of our lives, the earth of our body, the earth of our toil, the earth of our existence. Have your way. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I've got a bunch of guys around here doing stuff. They're not talking to me, but they're doing a great job. Can I just say thank you, team? You are just absolutely awesome and who enjoyed that that brilliant worship thanks team great job great job um last week oh grab your coffee sit down relax i am you can see oh most things uh, don't you know point out the elephant in the room i'm pointing out the yak in the room um my daughter painted that so yeah well done Bridie. Pastor Kylie's message last week on the Lord is with you, profound message, profound message. So I just encourage you, our podcasts are all online, um, so go back over them, have a look at them, have a listen to them, it's awesome. Last year, God spoke to me, and I was a bit unsure about this, because God spoke to me about the word and phrase for this year, and He said, foundations of rest, Foundations of rest. It seemed unusual at the time because life was busy. Everything was busy. But um, I really felt that there was an invitation from the Father for us to come apart from the craziness of busyness and rest. So we've been unpacking that at River Edge, um, what it looks like to enter God's rest. In Hebrews four ten to 11, it says, For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. So let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one perishes. That word perish actually says, means miss the mark or waste their life. And that he was actually referring to those in, um, that came out of Egypt and were living in the, in the um, desert and they were walking in disobedience because they didn't follow God's plan. So the word, the title God's rest actually means a dwelling place. It's a tranquil abode, a place of living that is surrendered and reclined and resting and laying down. It's, it, it goes beyond just having a day off. But the word rest from our work. So when we enter God's rest, we also rest from our work. That means to desist, to cease. Um, it also means to colonize, which... In this day and age, and in you know social distancing at the moment, maybe colonising isn't the best thing, but we can still colonise online. And it says for us to join in with the heavenly potential. In essence, unless we fully understand and accept the heavenly lifestyle that our Father has set aside for us to live in a spirit of rest and a spirit of peace, we won't be able to truly surrender and get the fullness of having a day off and, and actually ceasing from our rest. So at the moment, things have changed. After getting this word from God, I'm, I'm getting a little bit curiouser and curiouser because we, the whole planet, has now potentially been forced to take time off and time out from the normal busyness trappings and the rushing around that has become accepted normal to us. And out of necessity, everyone has to rest It's interesting. I heard a comment about New York the other day, the city that never rests. And they said New York is now at rest. So today, here we are. We're focusing on God via live stream and we are sitting in our homes and we are resting. Can I encourage you and your families to start leaning in more to our Heavenly Father. Talk with Him. Inquire of Him. Um, Thank Him. Don't forget to thank Him. This is what scripture refers to as seeking his face. And some people have been commenting, it's like we've been disobedient, we've been naughty, so now God's forcing us to take time out and have a rest. Can I just align some thinking here? The rest that we get in God isn't something we have to do, it's something we get to do. So... um I think God is showing us what rest can really look like in the 20s, in the soaring 20s that we're entering into. He's giving us a taste of what rest is like so we can realize not only is it possible, but hey, I like it. This may never happen again. This season that we're in at the moment may never happen again. So let's savor it. Let's not be afraid of it. Let's savor it and really get the most out of it. Let's seek his face. So these are unprecedented times. Not because of the COVID-19 virus, that it's worse than any other pandemic or catastrophe that has um, fallen, befallen the history in the history of mankind, but it's unprecedented because of the immediate access of um, information and the proliferation of uncensored fear-mongering on the social media. Right now, we are surrounded by uncertainty. People are afraid of losing their jobs, losing businesses, losing their mind because they're isolated from community, or just losing hope. The facts are that are, that are coming out through what the potential of this plague has. It, it, it's, it's staggering. But the rumours surrounding these facts are spreading even faster than what the COVID 19 virus could ever do. These are extremely uncertain times and the boundary lines are shifting daily. So to start off, I just want to unpack the difference between facts and truth. Bear with me. The facts are we have an unseen foe. It's microscopic, it's an enemy, but it's causing a global effect. This unseen enemy has the potential to cause sickness and even death. The unseen enemy has the world in isolation and lockdown and fear is gripping the hearts of many communities, governments and nations. These are the facts. But the truth is... We've always had an unseen enemy. The truth is, um, the unseen enemy's plan is to steal, to steal, to kill and to destroy. The enemy wants to isolate us and to lock us down in fear. The truth is, the earth has been through pandemics before. This has been the bubonic plague, the Spanish flu, the polio epidemic, SARS, AIDS, swine flu, bird flu, Ebola. They've all been there before. The truth is, this too shall pass. And the truth says, that's what the truth is. The truth says in John 16:32, Jesus said a time is coming. And in fact, it has now come when you will be scattered each to your own home. He was talking about a specific time, but hey, the word of God is eternal. In the Passion Translation, it goes on to say, And everything I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. I can tell you now the teachings of Jesus have radically altered the course of human history. Jesus' teachings, his, his example in life through his behaviour, his responses, his motives, um, have challenged the people of that day to rethink and turn their lives around. But it's changed the lives of people even today, 2,000 years later. At the time, it even caused one of the biggest or um, well, the most dominant and cruelest empires that the world had ever seen to realign the trajectory and follow his teachings. He was, Jesus was, and is a profoundly influential teacher about life. And he wasn't just a good man that lived on the earth a couple of thousand years ago. He actually said he was the son of God. His mission was to reveal his father, the father of creation, to anyone who is hungry to listen. It's times like this I remind myself of the promises that God gives us. He's an eternal God. I honestly do this on a regular basis, but in seasons such as now, it's so much more important to really intensify our observation of his promises. The World Health Organization, the WHO, uh, along with the Australian government, health authorities are saying, this, is, this isn't a, a really big solution we need. There was, there was a, um, a disease expert in, in America who said, when we have big problems, we think that we need big solutions. But the WHO and Australian health departments um, have said, all you need to do is wash your hands regularly with soap and water and isolate yourself from risk of infection. The latest stats tell us that if 90% of our community follow these simple instructions, then we could see a significant and positive shift in the infection rate in as little as four to six weeks. Seems like a long time, but in the course of your life, it's not that long. One of the most powerful promises... um, that God gives us fits so well with our present season. He says in 2 Chronicles 7, he said, when the rain doesn't fall and when all the food disappears and when plagues break out on you and on mankind, he goes on to say in verse 14, if my people who are called by my name, see, we we quote this in church a lot, if my people, but we've got to remember that if, actually there's something that precedes that. No rain, food disappearing and plagues. We're right in that time at the moment. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. The word wicked there doesn't just mean evil and naughty and sinful. It actually means living carefree and careless lives. Then I will hear from heaven, God says, and I will forgive their sins and I'll heal their land. So big problems can always have simple solutions. Wash your hands with soap and water and isolate yourself from fear of infection, these things here, the three things that we're facing that God spoke of way back in 2 Chronicles, he actually says, just do four things. Be humble, pray, seek God's face, and repent. And the promise from God is he will heal our land. So I want to encourage us today. Let's do these things. Have a look at be humble, okay? To be humble, we are called to be carriers and conduits of the kingdom of heaven, representing the character and nature of our heavenly Father. I've wist- witnessed a number of comments online that the Covina 19 virus is actually the wrath of God coming because we've just been so naughty and so bad that God has to do this to give us a spanking. But every time there's a natural disaster or something bad happens, we call it an act of God. But how come when there's blessing and there's favour and there's providence, we don't we call that luck? We don't call that an act of God. I think we need to shift our terminology a little bit. We need to be extremely wise how we use terminology to describe and represent the nature and character of God. Human understanding of wrath is vastly different to godly wrath. Human wrath what we do is we get angry. Someone does us wrong. We get angry. We take off our kindness. We take off our compassion. We take off our our love and our patience. And we just want to hurt someone, bring the hurt to somebody because of what they've done to us. But with God, it's totally different. Wrath is part of God's nature, but he doesn't take off any other part of who he is. It's always governed by his love, his kindness, his goodness, his peace, his joy. He doesn't take off any of that to do wrath. Wrath is actually part of it. And the nature of God is actually to draw us into relationship with him. His wrath and anger never pushes us away. It's always to draw us in. So I had a look in scripture and every time it talks about the wrath of God, God's saying, do this so my wrath doesn't break out. Do that so my wrath doesn't break out. Don't do that or my wrath will break out. So we need to be very specific about how we talk about God because it's it's way too easy to play the blame game, to pass off responsibility to someone else. Oh, it's God's wrath. No, no, wash your hands and isolate yourself. That's all we have to do. Simple thing. Be humble. Let's be humble in this time. We're not looking for ways to get around what um, the government is expecting us to do. We want to be leaders in our community. We want to do the right thing and actually bring an end to this, but I'm telling you, savour this season. Spend time with your family. Don't worry. Don't be concerned. God's got this. The second point is pray. 1 Thessalonians 5 says this, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is, get it? God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, this is God's will for For you in the passion translation it says this let joy be your continual feast (laughs) may make your life a prayer not just pray but make your life a prayer it's about continual communication with God and prayer isn't just God God give me this make this happen do this protect me no it's it's a communication it's listening as well And in the midst of everything, be always giving thanks, it says, for this is God's perfect plan for you in Christ Jesus. So pray. Next one, seek God's face. Hebrews 4, 9 says this, There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God. That Sabbath rest is actually about seeking God. It's not just about Going without work. It's actually about focusing on God, not working so you can focus on God. We've got this privilege today to be able to focus on God the best that we've ever done in this decade. I know we're only in March, but this decade. How about we start off this decade by profoundly focusing on God? I think this is such a significant time because God is doing something across the whole planet, So we seek his face. There's something about seeking God's face that that shows us who we are. Because when he reveals himself to us, we see that he's a good father. And then we're actually made in his image. And when we see who he is, we get to understand who we are. And when we get to understand who we are, we see his plan. We see how we're made. We actually get to understand what we're doing here on the planet. And then we find out what we get to do and do it with great joy. The next point is to repent. This word repent doesn't just mean to be sad and and mournful and remorseful for doing the wrong thing. It's actually getting back on track. It's actually just turning around and getting back on track. Hitting the bullseye again is one of the interpretations of it. So as followers of Jesus, our role isn't to dwell on the catastrophe of this world, on its systems and everything. It's to focus on everything Jesus has achieved for us on our behalf, Um, heaven's open to us. It's open to the whole world, actually, through Jesus. Everyone has the potential to connect with heaven at any moment. All you have to do is be hungry and connect with, with God through Jesus. This God is the God of creation. He's the eternal God, the Lord Almighty, the Father of all things. He made everything in heaven and on earth, and now heaven is available to us. Romans 10:13 says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. I don't know what you're going through at the moment in this season. Um, if you're having a tough time, I don't know what um, is really at your heartbeat and, and what's concerning you at this time. But the Word of God tell, gives us incredible promises. And I want to encourage you in these promises that God is faithful. Heaven is listening. Don't ever think that it's not listening because heaven is listening. God is eternally listening. There's nothing too big that he can't shift and move. There's nothing too small that it misses his gaze. So I want to just encourage you to open up to heaven at the moment. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. What a profound promise. Hey guys, guess what? I'm coming in under time i got like 10 minutes. The guys can't believe it. They're all shocked because I've never done this before in my whole life. Hey, we might have to do this more often. <laughs> 10 minutes short? What the heck? Well, we could talk about something else. that um, We do have Zoom. Like, Zoom is an app that you can get. So um, at River Edge Church, your life leaders actually have Zoom. I think we've talked about this already. So um, you can um, contact your life group leaders and connect with them during the week and even have like a Zoom party where you see everyone else's faces and so you can connect on that that format because we don't want anyone to be isolated during this time. We want everyone to be able to connect even more. I've got to be honest, I've probably connected with more people um, this week online on the phone than I have with for a long time and had really good conversations with them. So... I just want to encourage you, connect, connect. We might be isolated, but don't disconnect. Don't disconnect. Don't be alone. Don't do it alone. Don't get selfish and self-filled and all that sort of stuff where you're just going to, oh, poor me. No, no. The Word of God says this, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan in this season for you to see the best that he has and for you to refocus your attention, your perspective onto his will for your life. I don't know where you're at at the moment. Sometimes daily, I have to realign myself with God. I have to realign myself with Jesus. And um, it's really simple. There's a a church over in Los Angeles. Um, It's mosaic church and erwin mcmanus is the pastor there and he has this really simple prayer that he's coined for us to realign our lives with jesus and and i've adopted it so i've got to give honor to erwin this prayer is so simple it's a great way to start it's not the only prayer that you need to have with and conversation that you need to have with god it's not the only conversation that you need to have with jesus but it actually starts the ball rolling So as Lily plays beautifully in the background, I'm getting the thumbs up. Yes, that is happening because I can't hear it. But she's in another room, so I don't affect her sound. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Scripture tells us in Revelation that they overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So right now, if you need to realign, Jesus is the Lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. Jesus is the one that has actually brought salvation. That word means wholeness and completeness to your life. So I'm just going to pray right now. And if you need to, wherever you are sitting at home or sitting out in the sun, looking at your iPhone or wherever you are, don't get all weird. Don't think, oh, I'm sitting here with my family. I don't need to do this. Families, let's let's make this a real time in our lives. Let's connect. Mums, dads, let's connect with our kids in a real way. You are priests over their home. Let's step into that role. We're in the order of Melchizedek now, under Jesus. Let's step, step into that role. Let's not just depend on the pastors and that, but let's step into that role as being priests over our home. Father God, I just thank you for Jesus. I thank you for everything that Jesus accomplished And the plan that you had before there was a problem, you had a plan for us to have full relationship with you. Jesus, thank you for offering your life for us. Thank you for bearing the cross, but counting it all joy. And right now, if you're listening to me and you need to get right with Jesus, maybe you don't know him. Maybe you've never prayed a prayer like this before or connected with the divine, connected with heaven before. But it's this simple. It's talking about the Lordship of Jesus. Everyone who proclaims Jesus as Lord shall be saved. All you need to say is, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Holy Spirit, I just thank you for those that are aligning their life, their will, their confession with the promises of heaven right now. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would reveal Jesus to everybody who has made that prayer today. Thank you for your spirit of peace being on them. Thank you for revelation filling their mind. Thank you for the truth being revealed to them in Jesus' mighty name. Guys, can we just thank God for right now, for those that have prayed for the first time. If you have, you can connect with us online through the um the website and we've got a team that would love to connect with you and just um tell you a little bit more about what the next step is for you in your walk of faith and in your journey here on on earth have a great week we miss seeing you um but we'll probably see you online be safe wash your hands and isolate from infection but be humble uh what what were the points (laughs) pray seek god's face And repent. (laughs) Man, big problems only need small solutions, guys. Have a great week. Love you all. Bye. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about services or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.